Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, May 6th. We made it to the end of another week. And even better than it being Friday, it's also International No Diet Day. It's your day to drop all of those rules and restrictions, within reason, of course, and join what DaysOfTheYear.com calls a movement of no-shaming, body positivity, and health-focused education. Now let's get a look at that Friday forecast. And good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovine starting out with temperatures in the 70s. Warm and muggy outside this morning. Mid to upper 80s by lunchtime and up around 90 this afternoon. Another hot and humid day. Be on the lookout very late this afternoon and into this evening. It'll likely be a line of some strong storms that push west to east across the area very quickly. So if you have evening plans, heads up on that. Behind that, we do cool down as we go into the weekend. High tomorrow around 80 degrees with a mix of sun and clouds. Small chance of a shower looks dry for Mother's Day on Sunday. Few clouds at times. Temperatures in the 70s for highs and we'll stay there into early next week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now let's get to your morning headlines. Aisha Tyler and Michael Higdon have your headlines. Officials with the Charleston Police Department are investigating after shots were fired at a West Ashley restaurant. That incident reportedly happened at Senior Tequila on Ashley River Road around 11 last night. Officers say the initial call was for an unruly customer that restaurant staff was trying to remove from the building. Officers say shots were allegedly fired from the road, but there's no official word on where those gunshots were aimed. Thankfully, no one was hit by that gunfire, but police say a crowd at the scene and someone ended up being pepper sprayed by another individual in the crowd at the nearby Circle K gas station. The investigation continues. The Goose Creek Police Department says a man accused of shooting at a police officer near Ladson has been arrested by the Charleston County Sheriff's Office. Police say shots were fired near the officer's home just before 8 o'clock Wednesday night. Trayvon Belton is facing several charges, including four counts of attempted murder. Officials say the Goose Creek police officer was off duty and had just gotten home in his marked cruiser. That's when the driver of a passing car fired toward his home. That officer and three others were standing outside at the time. No one was hurt. The officer and his family have relocated because of this incident. The investigation into the Murdoch family continues as new court documents have been filed regarding the wrongful death lawsuit of Mallory Beach. Now, Mallory Beach was killed in a boat crash in 2019. Police previously said Paul Murdoch, the son of disgraced attorney Alec Murdoch, had been drinking the night of that wreck before he crashed the boat into a bridge. Now, pictures in that lawsuit from Paul's reported ex-girlfriend show him allegedly drinking excessively. The lawsuit claims Alec and his wife Maggie knew their son Paul had been abusing alcohol when he was under the legal drinking age of 21. Well, representatives with the Department of Transportation have given a detailed presentation during a Charleston County Council meeting. They explained at last night's meeting that there is a $2.35 billion cost estimate for the 526 Mark Clark extension. Melissa Rademacher has more. 
A Department of Transportation representative explains that costs are rising across the board for construction projects. The cost also takes into account a lot of potential risks and scenarios that could happen during the construction. The council has already put money towards the preliminary work. Now they would need to authorize 75 more million to complete that preliminary work. The state will pay up to 420 million of the project, but the rest falls to the county. The cost is dividing some council members on the project. In five years, it's going to be four billion. In ten years, it's going to be ten billion. So the prudent thing is to move this thing forward and get it and get it shovel ready. And now we're talking about multiple billions. That's um, certainly beyond the scope, in my opinion, of what county council can tackle. And we we decided by contract a number of years back that we, the county, were going to we're going to take the bull by the horns on this thing and we were going to handle it instead of DOT. Um, I think that was a tragic mistake by us. You can read a breakdown of the additional costs and price tag for each phase on our website. In the newsroom, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. Well, the city of Charleston is experimenting with new technology that will make the traditional steel boot obsolete. It's called the barnacle, and it looks like a large plastic book that covers the windshield. It's locked into place with suction. A parking enforcement officer can deploy them in minutes and lock them in place just by punching in a code. Any tampering with the device will set off an alarm. It's GPS tracked, so if the driver attempts to move the car, law enforcement is alerted with a text and an email. The barnacle can be removed at any Anytime, literally 24-7, but it's also more expensive. Drivers will have to pay off all overdue parking fines, plus the standard boot fee of $500, and then there's also a $35 charge for using the barnacle service. All costs the driver will have to pick up. This weekend will mark the first time lanes will be closed for the Glen McConnell Widening Project in West Ashley. Those closures will start Sunday at 7 in the evening, go until 6 in the morning. Officials with Charleston County say crews will be working on the eastbound inside lane from Bees Ferry to Magwood. That project will widen the parkway from four to six lanes. Construction is scheduled to go through May 11th. Charleston County Parks is in the beginning phase of a new 10-year master plan that's focused on the community's needs. Ray Arena joining us live to tell us how the community can get involved in this planning process. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. I love a good rocket launch more than anybody, but I also like when a good plan starts to come together. And that's what's happening with Charleston County Parks. They have a 2023 plan that's called Parks and Recreation for All, and they want to use it as a blueprint to guide the growth of their programs over the next 10 years. Now, Charleston County Parks is required to submit a comprehensive plan every 10 years. Matt Moldenhauer with the County Parks says the first plan was called Parks for Tomorrow, and it laid the groundwork for parks and recreation for all. They are looking to possibly upgrade or improve existing facilities, expand parks, or even offer new programs. Moldenhauer says the community's input is needed to have a successful plan, and he says his team will be hosting a handful of public workshops and community-led meetings all over the county over the coming weeks to get people involved. Without the public input, it's nothing. It's meaningless because the public, are, that's who we serve every day. Um, so what's important about the plan is, is getting it right and making sure everybody feels like they've had a chance to contribute to our process. We are working to, to, to provide as many input opportunities as we can. 
Now, the first survey will be mailed out to around 4,000 Charleston County homes. And once that happens, then anyone in the county will have access to an online survey to share what they prioritize in the county's parks. Uh, the first set of public workshops will be held during the last week of June, and the Parks Department recommends that you follow all community developments and events on their website, we're, but we're going to make that easy for you. Just click on this story or on the big red box on Live5News.com to learn more. Live in Charleston, Ray Urena, Live5 News. On this date in 1937, the hydrogen-filled airship, the Hindenburg, exploded and crashed at Lakehurst, New Jersey. The tragedy killed 35 on board and one crewman on the ground. And on this date in 2004, the last episode of Friends aired. That was 18 years ago. Can you believe that? And we are wishing a happy birthday to Baseball Hall of Famer Willie Mays, who turns 91 today. Actor-director George Clooney is 61. Rock musician Mark Bryan of Hootie and the Blowfish is 55. And model Tiffany Coyne of CBS's Let's Make a Deal is 40. Have a great Friday and a fantastic weekend. And thanks, as always, for joining us for Morning, Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning, Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.